Luke 11, 1-4, Jesus is teaching on prayer. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sinned against us and lead us not into temptation. And continuing from verse 5. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have no food to offer him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Thank you for those readings. I'm going to try and be brief this morning because we've got membership, we've got communion, got lots of good stuff to come. But Steve, could you put the, the reading back up, the, the start of chapter 11, would that be okay? So Jesus uh, was praying and then his disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. His disciples needed to be taught that uh, as you uh, read through the, the Gospels, you'll realize that the disciples weren't very good at praying. They weren't very good at lots of things. And perhaps that encourages us if we feel we're not very good at some of these things, including praying. And uh, you'll, you'll see that the uh, the disciples struggled with prayer, like in the Garden of Gethsemane, when we come to that in the Easter story. They were sleeping while Jesus was wanting to, them to pray. It's not until the Holy Spirit came upon them at Pentecost. Then we can read in the book of Acts and other places how their prayer life was, was, uh, was revitalized. We need the Holy Spirit to help us in our prayers. Verse 2, Jesus said, when you pray, and the you there is plural. Corporate prayer, praying together is important 
So still encouraging you, Tuesday at um, 7 p.m., Sunday at uh, 8 a.m., we're coming here in that room there to pray together as well as on the Sunday services. It's good to pray together. And then he said, Father. And Jesus used Father a lot when he was praying. Just once he didn't, I understand. That was on the cross when he says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because that was when uh, the sins of the world were loaded onto him. He was separated from the Father. But what a great word to use. And we start our Lord's Prayer with our Father. What a wonderful phrase to use. The closeness. And then he said, hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. Um, A distance, really. uh, You see, there's this tension when we pray. Tension, according to Jesus' teaching, between the fatherhood, the closeness of God, and then the, the holiness. And I think that's a good tension but it's a tension that we, we need to hold. And certainly when I'm praying, I, I, I think of a father, I, I think of a loving father, um, uh, but I also try and remember that he's not your buddy, that he's also this almighty God. And it's important that we hold those thoughts. And perhaps that sometimes... We need to hold one more than the other. And then Jesus said, your kingdom come. This is how you should pray. Start with um, uh, identifying our relationship with God. And then go on to, uh, to our requests and needs. Your kingdom come. It's what God wants, not what we want. That's what we're praying for. That's what's the focus of prayer. Start off with thinking, who are you praying to? Oh, Lord, what is your kingdom? That, I think, is what Jesus was trying to get across. I don't think it's a a sort of formula that you have to say the words of what we now use as the Lord's Prayer, which is slightly different to this version But it's a pattern of prayer. So if you can think of the start of of prayer as a relationship with with God, who are we praying to? And then, could we move on to verse 3, please? And then it's, give us this day or each day our daily bread. I won't tell you the joke about the... um, No, I won't. Um, I'll just tell you the punchline that um, it's uh, all about uh, somebody from a tea company wanted to uh, see how much money the Pope would give to to change this to um, give us today our daily tea. And he said, well, how much did the bread people give you? But that's just a punchline. And and it's important. We sang, as for me and my house, and, uh, and we talked about saying grace. And say grace before me. I was just recognizing of what comes from God. It's not 
just about bread, obviously. It's about our daily needs. And it's our needs. It's not my needs. It's our needs as, as family, as community, as world. And so we're thinking about the fair trade breakfasts and, and our daily bread. There's so much in this. But I'm sure you've heard um, sermons before or maybe reflected it yourself. Some of you know something of my story that I became a Christian on my own by reflecting on each line of the Lord's Prayer. Because that's the only prayer I know. I'd encourage you to do the same. There's so much in this. But I need to be uh, quick today. And then verse 4. Forgive us our sins as we forgive everyone who sins against us. We'll come to communion later and do that. And then lead us not into temptation. Things that, that we need. So you start off with a relationship with God. And then it's quite legitimate to, to pray for what we need. But what we need comes out of our relationship with God. And then... As Elaine read to us, Jesus moves straight on to three parables about prayer. The first one, that one that said uh, you have a friend and you go to to him at midnight and say, give me some bread, and he doesn't want to. He said, the kids are in bed, and and then you keep on knocking. (coughs) And it could be misinterpreted as, well, that's what God's like, and we need to keep badgering him. That's not the intention of Jesus. Jesus was wanting to contrast that sleepy, selfish, angry neighbor with our loving Heavenly Father. And Jesus was wanting us, though, to persist in prayer and to pray boldly. And he went on to say in verse 9, have we got that? So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. And uh, it's in the present tense. So uh, it's a bit more cumbersome. That's why it's not in uh, our version of the Bible. But what Jesus was saying is, keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. And also, if you notice... There's a progression there. Ask, seek, and knock. Ask is a a simple request. Seek is a stronger desire. And then knocking shows a determination to get an answer. So again, Jesus is urging us to pray boldly and to pray persistently. And then, finally, verse 11. Again, it's a contrast. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead, etc.? And it's contrasting our loving Heavenly Father. And then if we could have verse 13 up, please, Steve. And then, if you then, though you are evil... Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? 
You remember what I said at the start, the disciples struggled until Pentecost, until the Holy Spirit. And in our prayer life, we can also struggle. Ask for the Holy Spirit. Ask for that Holy Spirit to to change us, to revitalize uh, our faith and our prayer life so that we come before our God, our Father, and can say, hallowed be your name, and then move on to requests for us, for us, for our community, for our world, and know the joy of asking, seeking, and knocking, and receiving the answers that God wants to give us. Amen. So, before I hand over to Sally to lead us in our our membership and communion, do you think it might be a good idea to say the Lord's Prayer together? Boldly, out loud, perhaps slowly, so that we reflect just a little on the meaning, but then reflect tonight, perhaps before you go to sleep, just say the Lord's Prayer again. So, let's keep our eyes open. Let's look at the screen and say together these words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen.